The Ponch Stevenson Show, ponchstevenson.com. Episode 217, Tuesday, April 16, 2013. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 217, right? <laughs> I I think so. <laughs> yep. Yes, episode 217, paunchstevenson.com. I am Rob, you are Greg. Yes. And uh, we... Have many things to talk about. <laughs> we have many things to talk about, but we have just returned ah. from a what do I want to say? A, a movie? A, a tw- <laughs> yes, but a twenty-year uh, time cycle, whatever you want to call. We went to see the newly re-released Jurassic Park in three D. Three D madness. And you, the reason you say, obviously, it's the 20-year anniversary of the film. And we did see the film uh, 20 years ago, in fact. 1993. Yeah. Together. Yes. Where did we go? Was that at the, the Allwood? It was either... I think it was the Allwood. Franklin, maybe. I don't know. It was a local... It was one of the local old theaters. Yeah. And um, and now we saw it again. twenty <laughs> years later. The same me and Greg. It was, yeah, and it was we saw it again in nineteen ninety three. It was now you got to think about it this way. Twenty years ago, at least in this area, in fact, it was right about the time that they began to open a lot of these gigantic theaters, like in malls and on the highway. Yeah. So when when a big movie came out and you went to the theater. You were basically, I mean, especially if you had wanted to see it, like, in the first couple of weeks it was out. I mean, it was very difficult to get a seat. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was only play on, like, one screen. Like, our local theater in, in Nutley, New Jersey, was called the Franklin Theater. <coughs> it had three screens. And that's it. In the whole theater. And that so, was it. like, you know, Jurassic Park would be on one screen... You know, whatever the Hunt whatever. for October will be on another screen, and then, and no, then but, you know, like Little Rascals will be on another yeah, screen. But, it, it, but it was, also, it wasn't, and it, that was it. Yeah, but it wasn't just three movies playing. They would, they'd have like twelve movies split up. No, but so. I mean at the same time. Yeah, I know. So, but the thing was, like, let's say Jurassic Park. It wasn't like in the current theaters that are like sixteen, you know, eighteen theaters in in the one place. Where one or two is is only Jurassic Park for like all day for like a month. Yeah, all day. No, back then it was only it was only like three or four showings, maybe six. Right. It was popular, 
And so it was very difficult to get in, to get a ticket. So when we went to see it in 1993, for whatever reason, we got stuck sitting in the first row. <laughs> and the, the paunch luck. The screen was right? literally, yes, and the screen was literally at our noses. <laughs> I remember because every time like the, they would show like the scare, like a, the dinosaur would pop out of nowhere, I would be like jumping out of your seat because it was so close. <laughs> so we did, we, we did not see it in IMAX. We saw it in real D. IMAX! No. <laughs> saw it in, in just real D. Yeah. Um, which is, a, it's basically just a smaller screen. That's all it is. Well, it's still a big screen though. Yeah. It's a movie theater screen. So. No, but wait, t- today we just saw it yes. in real D. Not back then. No. So basically it looks like what they did was, they took everything that was in like the foreground of a shot, and they made that, and they they kept that in in focus, and then the background would kind of be like pushed back at like kind of out of focus, and so that's how they did right. the three D effect. Yeah, they it was it was more for depth, not for like you know coming at you, nah. popping out of the screen. It wasn't that. I mean, it was it so just, it, it it just added some depth to it. Yeah. But I thought it was really well yeah, done. Yeah, it was very nice. Um, and now somehow, of course, I'm not surprised by this, you've not seen this movie in 20 years, literally since seeing it. This, you've only seen this movie <laughs> twice. And both times were in the theater. <laughs> ridiculous. This <laughs> was the second time I ever saw Jurassic oh, Park. Oh my god, in 20 years. It's frightening in the dark. What? All the dinosaurs are running wild. Oh, it's just a weird out lyric. <laughs> yeah. I kept waiting for his song to come up in the middle of the movie, like while they're being chased by the Tyrannosaurus Rex. No. Um, the other thing in terms of, of how the movie is dated, in a sense, um, while the dinosaurs still look real, like except for the one part where he there there's like a flock of them and the T Rex is chasing them. Oh yeah, that looked a little bit sketchy, but the rest of it was. You know, amazingly lifelike. Now, the only yeah. thing, though, is what people don't realize is not every shot with a dinosaur in that movie was CGI. A lot of it was puppets right. and yeah, yeah, yeah. animatronics and stuff. So that's why it also looked a little well, more which, real. Which was the smart thing to do. Well, they didn't have a choice back then. Was the Triceratops a physical... Oh, I'm sure, yeah, of course. It had to be, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure, yeah. I mean, all, like, the raptor stuff with them up close, I'm sure, was all... Yeah, the faces. Oh, yeah. I think they even had a T-Rex. Like, like a full-size T-Rex. Well, let me say, the, the puppeteers and the, and, and the actual physical models... I mean, Stan even Winston. Looked, yeah, that looked the late, totally late convincing. Stan Winston. 20 years later, still totally convincing. Now, what was interesting was, even though the graphics were done at LucasArts, or Lucasfilm, um, with silicon graphics machines or something like that. Yeah. All the, the PCs in the movie were, of course, Apple. Right. Which was a joke in 1993. Quadra, Quadra Towers. Because that floppy disk. That was, that was in the period of time when <clears throat> Steve Jobs wasn't even there. And their PCs were cl- absolutely the worst <laughs> performing PCs on yeah. the market. And the weird thing is, so Dennis Nedry was using the, the Apple Quadra Tower. Yeah. And then the girl is like, oh, oh, this is running Unix. I know. Why would the Apple computer run Unix? 
No, of course not. I mean, back in those Come days. Come on. Back in those days, you would, if, I mean, if you're running Unix, you would have like a sun, you'd have like sun systems. Yeah. The terminal, and, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, it, it would the be a terminal. terminal. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't be directly on the server. <laughs> you know, it's, if it's they were not. That should have been running, like, in 93, probably System Gigantic. 7. Gigantic. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it should have been, like... Mac they, System 7. But they should have, like, an enormous server room and then just the dummy terminals. Yeah. Now, now the, yeah. Even in 93, they could have... I, there was GUIs for Unix, and, and they looked well, yeah. terrible. But it's a movie. No, I know, I know. What was the other thing that, that we noticed that was dated? Um, it was the floppy disks. Well, well, yeah, and, and, uh, and what else was it? I think there was something else that was like, oh, that's that was really dated. Oh, the oh, when they were in the self-driving cars on the tour. Uh, oh like, yeah, the ooh, a CD-ROM. It was like an interactive <laughs> touchscreen CD-ROM on this little like seven-inch CRT. Yeah, and the children got all excited. Look, it's a CD-ROM. <laughs> and I joke, yeah, it was probably a CDI or something. Uh, piece of garbage. But overall, so so the second time I've ever seen the movie, I have to say it held up perfectly yes. well. It's a great film. Computer graphics, Spielberg. the puppets, everything was, was perfectly done. Oh, the other way I would say it was dated was scientifically, um, like for example, for instance, the T Rex, they made it into like this, like almost like King Kong type of thing where it was running around killing everything. But actually, scientists now believe that the T-Rex, Tyrannosaurus Rex, was actually probably not a like aggressive carnivore. That it was probably a scavenger. Yeah, I, I saw that special. On the and then the other thing is the raptors. The uh, raptors, they had them as just uh, bare-skinned lizards. And uh, what they actually believe is that they probably, and, and many dinosaurs, um, from certain, especially some of the later eras, that probably were covered in feathers. What? Like birds. Wait. Well, they evolved into birds. Wait a minute. The Tyrannosaurus Rex was covered. Well, I don't know about it. No, not maybe not necessarily Tyrannosaurus Rex, but the why would they have feathers and not wings? What? Why? Because they don't fly. Well, what they they evolved into birds. So why would they have feathers? I I understand what you're saying. What would be the purpose of the feathers? They weren't feathers. They were some kind of hair. Oh, oh, you know, like a almost looking like a peacock, the precursor to the feather. I guess. All right. But wait, here's my question. First Scientifically, of all, birds don't have feathers because they're birds. To fly? No, no, no. They, That's they, not. No, no, know, they have like wings. wings. No, 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 no. The birds. Shut the stupid door again. The bird. You gotta put the shoe yeah. away. The birds have. Um, their wings ha- are light. So that's the whole thing. They're like hollow. They have like hollow oh, it's, things. It's aerodynamics. Whatever. Right? I'm sure that plays a part in it. Alright, but my other thing scientifically is a dinosaur would have very thick, hard scales, right? Skin. Scales. Yeah, so. How is a mosquito piercing dinosaur scales? Well, they were probably uh, thicker mosquitoes. Ah, come you. on. Well, it happened. No, it happened. And why, Why you know, if they're piecing together... Spoiler alert. But if they're piecing together the missing uh, little pieces of the dinosaur DNA, why wouldn't they just use some kind of lizard to, to, for, to, 
to fill in the DNA? Why would they use a frog? I don't know. I have no idea. It's a movie. Steven Spielberg didn't think about that. The other thing that you noticed... Didn't you, why did you say that the N64 was supposed to have the same graphics? Because <laughs> I remember, what? like, Turok, and it didn't look anything like that well, movie. Look, I love the Nintendo 64, but before the Nintendo 64 came out, for the a few years before it came out, when it was still codenamed Project Reality, <laughs> all of the hype in the video game magazines at the oh. time... Were this is running this is being developed by Silicon Graphics, the same company that did the dinosaurs for Jurassic Park. This is running a the Nintendo sixty four will have Silicon Graphics, you know, architecture, Silicon Graphics components. This is gonna be we're gonna be able to play a video game that looks like Jurassic Park. And then of course it comes out and you know, as expected for a two hundred dollar toy <laughs> It does not have graphics. It had very, very good graphics, yeah. but not obviously not like we still don't have graphics like Jurassic Park. Yeah, they do now in the in the current gen. <laughs> what? Yeah. No. Yeah, the stuff looks really realistic. It looks good, but not Jurassic Park. No. If you took an Xbox 360 game and blew it up to a movie theater screen, it's not going to look like Jurassic Park. Oh well, that's that's different though. That's just a res- still, it doesn't run at that no, resolution. But it still looks like a. Vi- Video games, as good as they look today, they still look like video yeah, games. Yeah, I know. They still look a little blocky, and the, the, some of the shading is a little strange. They just, but... Yeah, they look plasticky. What are you going to do? But all right, sorry. But anyway, very, very good movie. So, I and, highly recommend it. Yes. Do you remember 20 years ago, when you and I saw Jurassic Park in the theater, and then and your mom picked us up, or your parents picked us up, and we got in the car, and we were talking about it, it was awesome, and the dinosaurs, and the guy yeah. in the bathroom got eaten. <laughs> and do you remember, I I said, I had no idea who Jeff Goldblum was at the Must time. Must go faster. Must go faster. I, this was the first time I've ever seen him in my life. I was 14 <laughs> years old. It's probably the first time I ever saw him, too. And I remember getting in the car, and we were talking about it. I know, I'd seen him in the fly. And one of the comments I made was, yeah, and, and, and this really weird guy who looked exactly like Howard Stern was in the movie. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. So as we were sitting there today watching the movie 20 years later, I just kept thinking to myself, he doesn't really look like Howard Stern. No, he doesn't. But back then I just saw the, the dark curly hair and the sunglasses and I'm like, he looks like Howard Stern. What was funny was he did the thing where he's, you know, when he's, in the in the jeep, and they're trying to get away from the T Rex, and go must go faster, must go faster. <laughs> he repeats everything. Well, not only that, but he did the exact same thing in Independence Day. Oh, uh, well, when they were trying to get away from the exploding spaceship. That's his shtick, I guess. Well, for two movies, yeah. So then, no, no, for every movie. And then Jeff Goldblum, the switch. He he acted the same way. I know. He's very quirky. So Jeff Goldblum. Uh, was then in the sequel, which was The Lost World, which I what, hated. Was Sam Neill or... No, nah, he wasn't in that. Laura Dern or... No. The old guy with the beard. I think he was in that movie. He may have been in the second one very briefly. I don't remember the third one. I, I can't How remember. How many times in Jurassic Park did that guy say, spared no expense? Spared no expense. I counted about 47 yeah. times he said that. Spared no expense. Every scene. Every scene. 
Yeah, the second one I really didn't like. It was so absurd. Vince Vaughn. What? Yeah, he Vince Vaughn. Yeah, he gets eaten. Never saw it. Vince Vaughn and uh, another uh, woman I can't stand, Julianne Moore. Hate her. She's what? She was in it. She I, was never really obnoxious. This. Whoa! I never knew that. It was. It just wasn't very good. And and then the third one was better than the second one. That Sam Neill came back for that one. Um, that one was better. But wait, but were the sequels based on sequels of the book? Or um, was there just one book and then, of course, Hollywood made all the sequels? Well, Crichton had, um, Crichton was involved in the, um, the screenwriting. Uh, uh let's see. Jurassic not, not, not that that matters. Well, I mean, he's written a lot of scripts. Let's see here. Jurassic Park. Of course, the uh, they're always talking about Jurassic Park 4. I don't know if that will ever get made, but... Let's see. Mike... Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. So he did write Jurassic Park, and then he wrote <laughs> The Lost World. Ah. And then the third movie was just... What is The Lost World? I, I don't understand. So they leave the island at the end of the first one. Well, in the second one, there's... They don't kill all the dinosaurs? <laughs> like, in the second one, there's another island. With dinosaurs on There's a bigger island. A second bigger island with dinosaurs. From what? They were growing them there. And then they would bring... The, the company that was doing oh, this. And then what? they would bring them to the main island. The old guy? Yeah, his company. The InGen. They should have just killed him. So anyway, so then the second one was ridiculous. At the end, there's a T-Rex gets loose in San Diego. Is what? How did it get everybody? to San Diego? Because this one group was trying to steal the dinosaurs to make money on them. It's oh very, my God. very complicated. How do you follow up one of the greatest movies ever made uh, with just well, putrid garbage? And Spielberg directed it. Come on, how do you do that? When Jurassic Park came out, it came out in 93. Yeah. And I, obviously, I loved the Spielberg properties, and I was Indiana Jones and right. and ET, right? So Back to the future, of course. Well, he didn't. He just he was just producer. But whatever. But I'm I'm just saying. I know. Right. The point is, I was like huge into Jurassic Park. I mean, I had I bought the comics. I didn't buy toys, right. but I bought comics. I bought <laughs> like video games. I had a couple of videos. The videos were always terrible. Yeah, they were really bad. Really bad. Even over the years, they continued oh, to yeah. be terrible. Which I don't understand, because video games, dinosaurs, guns, like, where do you go wrong here? I don't know. Yet every Jurassic Park video game is terrible. Yeah, they usually stink. So, um, you know, so I had all this merchandise, and so I was, I was, eight, I was, fanatical about Jurassic Park. Loved it. Yeah, of course. Second, we, were, we were 14 years old. Second one comes out. I go to see it in the movies, and I was like, what is this? When did that one come out? 97. Wow, that was four years yeah. later? Well, it took a while to make it. And a lot of effects. Wow, yeah. And Spielberg, yeah, he was doing other movies. So, I hated it. I just, I hated <laughs> it. Um... And you threw all your Jurassic Park stuff out. You didn't throw it out. Well, I, I mean, you by renounced that, it. Look, by that point, I went from being, you know, 14, 15 to being, you know, 17, 18. 18. Yeah, 19. I mean, you know, that wasn't the same thing. But I was still a big fan of it. And the thing was, the, the Lost World was so terrible. 
at least to me, and I think a lot of people believe this, that it pretty much killed the franchise as being like one of these pinnacle franchises of, you know, Back to the Future and Star Wars and Star Trek. Killed it. Because, and almost overnight, because people saw this and were like, well, this stinks. Yeah. We don't, we don't want anything to do with this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Although they did make the third one, they got Sam Neill back, I went to see it, I thought it was pretty good. Now, here's my thing, right? Star Wars... But the Wars... thing was, it, the whole thing about Jurassic Park was, there were people, like, actually, you were saying, my father actually brought us to that movie, because my sister was there, too. And I remember, like, like older people, like our parents' age, would say, they were, like, mesmerized by this thing. They, were, they couldn't believe that you could make a movie with the dinosaurs looking so real. Well, and the actors interacting with them in, yeah. in a very realistic way. <clears throat> I mean, so that was incredible. Of course, yeah. And so... It, look, look, I know that people growing up now probably just take it for granted. Like, yeah, it's a movie, computer yeah. animation, who cares? I've but still then, not seen anyone make a dinosaur movie that was looks as authentic as that movie. I still haven't seen any CGI in any movies that look as... As natural as that, like, like you know, like the the lighting and yeah. the movements and how it interacts. Well, one of the things is. Well, wait, I was just gonna say, and we had said that many. We just said before, many of the the the, the scenes in there are actually uh, puppet, you know, puppet yeah, in that right. kind of stuff. Right. It's not CGI. Which, like I said, was a very smart decision. But um, again, you know, young people today might take it for granted. Like, yeah, who cares? So, but I, I'm telling you, Jurassic Park in 1993 was one of the turning points in movie making. It really was, for better or for worse. I mean, you know, yeah, now every single movie ever made has CGI in it, but right. I mean, literally every single movie, like movies that you would never think have CGI, have CGI. Well, now they just do it for everything. Yeah. Now they but, just do but, it for stunts. But Jurassic Park was one of the big turning points in movie making history. It yeah. really was. And especially watching it now, again, you know, 20 years later, having, you know, I'm, I'm an adult now, I'm, I have more perspective. It's like, yeah, that was definitely a turning point in, in movie making. All right, so what's next? Um, uh, <laughs> before the movie started, they have all, you know, like the you trailers and... Writing down notes? No, 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 hold on. Before the movie started, the trailers, the previews, the commercials. There was a commercial for Ask.com. <laughs> and you and I looked at each other yeah, and we were just exists? thinking, yeah, what, what do you mean Ask.com? That's... Who goes to Ask.com? I don't know. They have a budget to make a, a commercial like this before a movie in a theater? Very strange. Oh, there it is. For making cupcakes and deposits at the this. same time. Oh, pop up. Man, I can't well, shut the, the volume on. Uh, from your tablet. Turn up speaker. Um, <laughs> so, I was going to review um, a movie I saw. Science fiction. Um, the other day it was Wait, on... A came, current movie? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, came out, I think it came out last year. I saw Total Recall. I'll like, be back. Okay, not not with Arnold. The other day. Oh, uh, um, I'm a copula dealer. <laughs> so I saw Total Recall uh, with uh, Colin Farrell 
and uh, Jessica Biel. What? Will Ferrell? No. Jessica, Jessica Biel. Is that his brother? <laughs> Will Ferrell's no brother. No relation. No, that's not even spelled the same. Farrell versus Ferrell. I, I know. All right, all right. Um, I'm being silly. And Kate Beckinsale. Oh, she was in that? Yeah, well, her husband directed it. It's the same, like, group that did all the Underworld movies. Who's her husband? Len Wiseman. So, um, anyway. So, so how did it compare to the original? Now, the original, which came out, like, 1987 or 88. I thought, no, it was, like, 89. I thought it was 90. Total Recall? Look it up. I don't think so. I think so. I'm going to say 89. You, you could be right, but I thought it was around... Ah, it was around 1990. 1990. I was right. You are correct, sir. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, so... Um, Who was that? Oh, well, the, all the Total Recall is based on the Philip K. Dick short story. He was a famous science fiction writer, you know, many, many years ago. Was that Andy Dick's father? No. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Um, anyway, so, Total Recall. Um, again, the first one was very, very... I don't think it was cheap, but the special effects were... <laughs> it was cheesy. We were very bare bones. Very campy. And um, you know, right? Arnold, Schwarzen yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up. He doesn't know who he is. Sharon Stone. But he winds up on Mars. <laughs> Which was the cool thing about it. It was like the first. I'm you, idiot. It was like the first movie that anyone ever did on, like, Ma supposed to be on Mars. Believe it or not. Really? Yeah. And in, in modern era, at least. Oh well, yeah, maybe. So, um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I loved the first one, and the video game was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and as as uh, you know, as, Most of them as it's on the in, as. People on the internet have described midgets in pink jumpsuits attacking Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> it's terrible. Which had nothing to do with the movie. And it was made by... Acclaim. Acclaim slash LJN. Um, anyway, so... Of course. This one, um, I'm like, you know what, I'll give this one a chance. Did Arnold make a cameo? No, he was not in. Sharon Stone make a cameo? No, she was killed in the in the original. I don't know. No, that's no, 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 cam That's what I'm saying. Just a no, cameo. No cameo. There's no cameo. All right. So basically, it's not in Mars. It takes place on Earth. There's some kind of like nuclear holocaust, and the only place you can live is in like Western Europe, like in England and all, or in Australia. But how could they just change the entire plot of the story? Because it's a remake. What's the difference? For all I actually, for all I know, it may be more in line with the original story that I haven't read that than, I know, than this. I know it's a remake, but fine. <laughs> all right, just forget about all that. So all look, right, all right. the backstory of the first one was absurdly stupid, and so <laughs> was this one. So it's got that in common. All right. But here's the thing: the, the takeaways that I had from this movie. One, there was a lot of CGI. Oh my wow. God, was there a lot. But it, it looked good. It looked very realistic. So there the is. setting of the movie is in the colony where they live in Australia at first. It's very uh, like poor, downtrodden, and it looks a lot like Blade Runner. Right. Oh, like Underworld. Yeah. Um, whereas the London thing, you know, it's very sophisticated. You know, they, they have buildings that are like, you know, Thousands of miles into the sky. There's all these like levels, elevators all over the place. 
flying cars. <laughs> Those hoverboards. All... hoverboards? No, there were no hoverboards. Still no hoverboards. So it was all very, you know, it was all very cool how it looked and all that. <laughs> and um, the one thing I was saying before about the CGI for stunts, and this was another one of these movies, like they did, they started doing this on the Matrix, where rather than have stunts, the stunts that they were doing were so ridiculous, you couldn't have a person do them. So it became CGI would do it, right? And that still looks terrible. So you're watching the movie, you see the actor, and then the actor does a stunt, and it switches to this, yeah. this like blocky polygon <laughs> person getting flung around. Yeah. But there was a lot of cool technology. Um, there was a guy, he had a phone in his hand. Like in the original, right. Arnold Schwarzenegger had a tracking device that was hidden up like in his sinuses, yeah. and he had to pull it out. Yeah, I remember that. So in this one, no, it was in his hand, and he had to cut his hand open and take it out. Oh, What? And then they had this thing where they had tattoos, but they weren't tattoos. They were like they were like fluorescent tattoos <laughs> people were getting. And then, so anyway, so the guy goes into this chamber that's like this virtual reality thing. And they find out that he's a secret agent or something. So they, this, the police try to get him, and he starts killing everybody, and he's killing everybody. And it just goes crazy. Sounds like the Expendables. Yeah, it just goes crazy. Um... Uh, oh, and uh, I don't know why, but this stupid lens—there's lens flares all over the place. Uh, I couldn't take it. What now? But otherwise, versus I thought it was good. the original. It's—it's it's not. You can't even compare the two. <laughs> but if someone who's they still the only thing was they had like some homages. They had like the um, the, the 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 prostitute with the three breasts, <laughs> and then they had. They had another spot where he's trying to sneak into something, and he has this collar around him that holographically is projecting a face. Uh. But in the original, Arnold Schwarzenegger does that, but he's wearing this mask that makes him look like this fat lady. And it's funny because in that scene, the woman that walks through looks just like the woman from the original. It may have been the same actress, I don't even know. So it was kind of an homage. Did like they have the scene where he's running through the airport and you could see his skeleton through the x-ray? Uh, no, I don't think they had that. Come on, that was cool. And they also then. didn't have the part where he falls out the airlock and Mars and he's, he's starting to blow up and then some air comes on him and he lives. <laughs> uh... So if somebody who's listening never saw either Total Recall version, yeah. which one would you say to see? Oh, the first one. It's, it's Arnold. <laughs> Come on. It's, it's terrible, but it's still Arnold. <laughs> Who is your daddy and what does he do? What does he do? So, uh, celebrity death time. Who's dead? Let's see. We have... A few. So, uh, we'll just do the big ones here. Yeah. Quickly. Two thumbs up. <laughs> or not, in this case. Born June 18th, 1942. Died April 4th, 2013. 70 years old. Died of cancer. Movie critic Roger Ebert. Yeah. Who is dead, and Gene Siskel is also dead. <clears throat> He's been dead a while. Dead. The old movie... I mean, really, nowadays, there really are no movie critics. Well, the internet. Well, yeah, everybody's a critic. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Anyway, any thoughts or? I really, I really never paid attention to anything he said. So, (laughs) what am I going to tell you? Well, he's he's infamous in the gaming community for refusing to acknowledge video games as art. Ah, okay. Well, screw him then. All right, born. Yeah. Next, born. Yeah. October thirteenth, nineteen twenty-five. Died April eighth, twenty thirteen, from a stroke. Eighty-seven years old. Former England Prime Minister, the Iron Lady Margaret Thatcher. Oh, hello, it's me, Margaret Thatcher. Oh, hello, how are you? I think that's a Julia Child. Oh, in this case, it's Margaret Thatcher's <laughs> man. I think she well, she looked like Julia Child. So that's I be, so that bet David in England is laughing. Oh right boy, now. that that is uh, that is those are my two English women's uh, accents that I'm, I'm making fun of the two most important English women of the last like hundred <laughs> years. Both. Hello, it's me, Queen Elizabeth. Hello, hello. <laughs> And, and, oh, me, Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <clears throat> Hello. Hello, Governor. All right. Where's, where's Ronald Reagan? Mm, my old friend. Oh, <clears throat> right. I'm right here, Margaret. I've already died. So, next. Uh, Annette Funicello. <laughs> I didn't do the intro. Yeah, what's the difference? Born October 22nd, 1942. Eh. Died April 8th, 2013. From multiple sclerosis. Mm. 70 years old. Star of Back to the Beach. And one of the original Mouseketeers. Mickey Mouse Club. Uh, Annette Funicello. She she was always starring with Frankie Avalon. Yeah. Frankie and Annette. The beach movies. Yeah. He's dead. Frankie Allen's still alive, right? Beauty school dropout. Isn't he still alive? Uh, yes, he is. And then next, finally, we have born November 11th, 1925, mm. died April, April 11th, 2013, 87 years old, mm. actor... Jonathan Winters. That's right. What was he in? What wasn't he in? <laughs> wasn't he in like Hee Haw or something? Well, know. he was always like on. He always was on like the Dean Martin show, and he was very, very he funny. Very he, funny guy. He wasn't in the Odd Couple, was he? The no. movie. Who am I thinking of? Jack Lemmon and yeah, and Walter Matt. Walter Now, yes, he was in. It's a mad, mad, mad world. The favorite movie of the Angry Video Gamer, Dreams Rolf. Um, Wait, he had CDs? Yeah, it was a comedy. Oh, I was going to say. Let's see. Uh, I've never heard of most of this stuff. Oh, this is a discography. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. All right. It's a mad, 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 mad world. The Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. Um, Mork and Mindy. Do... What? Yeah, one can be. Uh, the Flintstones. <laughs> well, that 1994. Was the, John, the John Goodman Flintstones. 
uh, The Adventures of Rocky. And Bowl. he was also Papa Smurf in the la- in these latest uh, Smurf movies. Wait a minute, his filmography is terrible. Well, how is he famous? Well, he was a comedian, he was a stand-up comedian, but he also, oh. you know, did the records that he would put out, and he was on television, he was always on variety shows. Oh. I'm not show up here. I must have been thinking of someone else there. Well, whatever. Walter Matthau. <clears throat> not Walter! You know what? I always get confused. Walter Matthau and Martin Landau. They look nothing like but, each other. But the names, they rhyme. Okay. One looks like a, an insect. Which one? Martin Landau. <laughs> he looks like like a Abe Vigoda lookalike. <laughs> and speaking of insects, do you know that this year, for the first time in 17 years, the cicada bugs ah, will be invading? Oh, I hate those things. Yes. Remember, the, they make those like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stupid yeah. noises. 17 years. Is, it, is, is that just a New Jersey thing? Or well, it's, it depends whole... on the region, but I, I think in this region it's... It's 17 years. Uh, it's been 17 years. 1996. The last time. Wow. Cicadas. And then how long do they last? I don't know. A few months. I a few don't years. Know. Or... I don't know what the hell they last. Where do they go? What do you mean 17 years? Where do they go? I think they're in hibernation or something for that long. The, what? For 17? I don't remember. I hate those things. The locusts. Metamorphosis. No, it's not locusts. That's what we we grew up calling them locusts. <laughs> they weren't locusts. They look like locusts. Ah, uh, yeah. All right. What uh, next? Um. <clears throat> so <clears throat> I was going to mention some paunch luck, some bad luck for a someone we've mentioned on the show. Tammy Erin. Ah, uh, what? She was arrested for what? So apparently she was in in California. So yeah. supposedly she was arrested for battery of her male roommate. What? And supposedly some guy. I guess she was living with, and uh. she got she got angry and and did a, like a pippy long stocking punch on him and knocked him out or something. I don't know. I feel bad now. This is my fault. Punch luck. It is your fault. You should have done the interview. Should have set it up. No. So. I never, you know, we, we were emailing back and forth. I never emailed her back the questions, know, and she got so angry at uh, us. Yeah, ten years later. For not being on the show that she beat up her roommate or whatever. I mean, she was living in New York at that time. So I guess she, she was? Ah, in- oh, we could have got her live on the show. What, what the hell do you think she was saying in the emails? <laughs> she was telling us, she was saying she wanted us to come out to somewhere and have lunch or something. <laughs> Remember? No. Yes, that's what she said. What? <laughs> You're an idiot. All right, let's get her to fly back out. Let's, let's bail her out. No, what happened? Let's do a Kickstarter to no, bail her get out. Get out of here, Kickstarter. What happened was at the time she she found our website somehow and at, right and asked if we could she could do an interview. Yeah. And you went back and forth, but I thought that the, always the assumption would be that it would be in person. I think that was what she was saying. <laughs> Whatever. Doesn't matter now. Oops. Call well, her the slammer. We could have met a movie star. We have met movie <laughs> stars. <laughs> God, she could have been the third host of the Paul Stevenson <laughs> show. Permanent host. 
Anyway, so um, <laughs> other than quickly, I was going to mention. Wait, I'm, so if, did she get out of jail? I, I guess so. I mean, oh, you, get bailed out right away. I'm going to email her back. Ah! <laughs> so, all right. So um, I, I saw this on YouTube. Apparently, Norm Macdonald <laughs> is yet again trying to make a comedy show. Of what? Well, it's on YouTube. It's called Norm Macdonald Live. <laughs> it's on live. I mean, then they have the, you know, it's like a two hour or something, hour and a half. He he hosts a show with some other guy, and uh, he gets like uh, people to show up and and he interviews them. One one episode was Tom Green of all people. Oh, yeah. yes, Daddy. And so so he copied the Paul Stevenson show. Well, he's doing it on camera. No. So Norm, first of all, Norm, I don't know what the heck's wrong with him, but his chin is so bloated. <laughs> His under chin. Right? I know. He just looks his, terrible. His doolap. But anyway, in, in this show, I've watched clips. And you know how we said, like, in some of these, like, interview shows where he's shown up the last few years, it seems like he's, dr- he's like, drunk. Something. Or yeah. something. Like, what's going on? In yeah. this show, he's, he's like, on the ball. It's weird because... He's past, communicating. The past several years, I feel like Norm MacDonald got so old-looking, white hair, and just wow. fat, and... And then now I look at him and it's like, wait a minute, how did he get young again? <laughs> he looks young again, right? What happened? Uh, it must be Botox. That must be why he looks bloated. I don't know. Norm MacDonald does Botox? Anyway. Let's see, where's uh, Norm MacDonald like? Eh. Eh. Yeah, look, look at how fat he looks there. I know. Well, this is, no, this is current. Uh, oh, well then. Anyway, so on one segment, he, um, and Tom Green... So it was like for April Fools. The two of them were like going back and forth. And they would do stuff like Norm would be like and he would he would he ripped off our bit, the celebrity death. Oh, he goes come uh, on. born in night he would go like born in nineteen thirty one, uh, um uh star of Star Trek. Uh he died uh, from a, a, a car accident. William Shatner. <laughs> and then like Tom Green would be like, What? He died? And he's like, and, and Norm Donald all of a sudden would go, April Fools! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was a funny show, it seems. I'll have to check it out. Norm MacDonald. So, speaking of Kickstarters and April Fools, which you didn't even get the joke, it's from a suit. Wow. Um, Sorry. Funnyordie.com. Funnyordie.com, which occasionally has funny stuff on it. A lot of it's just dumb. Occasionally. A lot of it's dumb. So, so there, there's, there must be a lot of dying going on. Yeah. So on uh, for April Fool's, after the whole success of that we talked about, the Veronica Mars Kickstarter, which got like $5 million from fans to make this movie. Stupid. Well, I, I like the show. But anyway. Yeah, but did you contribute? No. I'll just I'll pay for the movie whenever it comes out. I don't care. Anyway, my point is, um, so 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 as a spoof of that, they said, hey, why don't we make some some videos of like some bygone shows and get like the old stars from them to have like you know to ask for people's money and you know, like fake. Well, but under the premise of we're gonna if we raise enough money, we're yes, gonna make, we can make a, a movie, movie out yeah. of this old canceled show. So one of them they did was Wings, 
I thought that video was really stupid. <clears throat> I hated that show. Yeah. Um, but they didn't get Crystal Bernard. She was like the southern lady. They didn't get her. Yeah. They did that, and then they did another one with the the guy who voiced Darkwing Duck. <laughs> you probably didn't see that one. That's it really kind of stupid. Um, no, was, there was a Ducktales one. No, no, it was Darkwing Duck. It wasn't. But Duck there Duck. was also a no, Ducktales. There was. There was. Maybe he it. did it as part of that. I don't know. I saw it. Well, the guy, he's like, he's like, look, this is the Darkwing Duck, and he's doing all the voices, and the animation was like, it looked like, you know, like... Stick figure. Oh, it was terrible. But that was the joke. And then they did another one for the, remember the old ABC dinosaurs, with the baby, <laughs> the baby dinosaur. Yeah. Not the mama! Not the mama! So, the, first of all, the person that did the voice was terrible. I don't yeah, think it was the original that, that person. Was a bit, no, obviously it wasn't the original. Terrible. Con, the, I could have done it better the other, than that. Hire me! The other thing was... What, oh, you know why it wasn't? You know who did the voice originally? No. I think it was the Elmo guy! Oh, Kevin Clay. Yeah, I'm uh, almost positive. Busted. Oil Sinclair! Yeah. But anyway, so, my point is... They, what that one was, it was somewhat funny, but the problem was the puppet was, like, so old. Yeah. <laughs> it just looked terrible. Yeah. So they did those, and then they did two more, which were, I was, in, I couldn't believe it. The first one was, I showed you, it was right up your alley, it was Family Matters. The movie. The movie, Carl Winslow, Reginald Vell Johnson. Yes. Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> You're here. You'll have to excuse me, though. I was just listening to the theme song for Family Matters for inspiration. You see, earlier this month, the cast of Veronica Mars launched a successful Kickstarter campaign to get their former TV show turned into a feature-length film. So that got me to thinking. Maybe the world is finally ready for the Family Matters movie that I wrote all by myself. Hmm? Taken three, Family Matters. My Family Matters feature film combines all the love, laughs, and charm of the original series with the brutal intensity of Liam Neeson's Taken films. Skeptical? <laughs> Believe me, Family Matters and Taken go together like Urkel and Cheese. In the film, I return to Chicago police officer Carl Winslow. My family's on a trip to Paris. Carl's on the phone with his wife Harriet when their hotel room is invaded by bad guys. Helpless on the other end of the phone, Carl hears his family get taken. I know. Scary, right? Then I run next door and fill in Steve Urkel on the situation. Using the Urkel pad, his teleportation device from season 8, Steve and I go to France and begin the ruthless and violent search for the Winslow family. <laughs> you know what? Rather than tell you all about it, how about I show you a sneak peek? Now, in this scene, my family's just been kidnapped, and the kidnapper gets on the phone. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. But if you let my family go now, that'll be the end of it. But if you don't, as days go by, I will track you down. As days go by, I will find you. And as days go by, I will kill you for kidnapping my family. Did I do that? Whoa! Goosebumps, right? <laughs> Guess who the bad guy is? Stefan Urkel. <laughs>
Right, right, I got you. I know, I know. Taken three. Family Matters, the movie. Folks, this has got to get made. So please, donate to Family Matters, the movie Kickstarter right now. Now, if you donate $100, I'll send you an autographed headshot. If you donate $500, I will shave off my mustache and mail it to you. $1,000 or more, I'll talk to you on my walkie-talkie all night and call you cowboy. Yippee-ki-yay. This is Reginald Bell Johnson signing off for Carl Winslow. Hey, guys. See you at the movies. Did I do Well, that? he wasn't in it. And Carl, so Reginald Bell Johnson's like, we, we can make a Steve. He's like, I got this great idea for a movie. The, the, the Winslows go overseas and then uh, Steve Urkel, but then they get captured. But wait a minute. The trick is, it's all the bad guys, really. Stefan Urkel. Yes. <laughs> yeah, go to funnierdie.com and look up the Family Matters movie. That was awesome. really funny. And then the number one... Carl Winslow. The number one, at least for me, was Jerry O'Connell, <laughs> who's done many v- videos for them. Yeah. He did the Tom Cruise one we talked <laughs> about many years ago. <laughs> help me help all right, you. All right. One of my favorite all-time shows, Sliders. Jerry O'Connell did a fake Kickstarter for Sliders the movie. And I thought it was unbelievable. It was the best one. It's about mini hamburgers, right? No, not that. Those kind of sliders. Um, actually, the funny thing is in one of the... I'll get to that in a second. So he shows, it shows up that, you know, these two stupid women are out in the middle of nowhere. The portal opens and out pops Jerry O'Connell. A.K.A. Quinn Mallory. And he comes on screen, he's like, Hey, I'm Quinn Mallory, um, or Jerry O'Connell. I'm trying to go to all the different alternate world, worlds to get enough money to make the Sliders movie. <laughs> you know, he's just goofy about it. And then apparently on this world that he jumped into, the one rule is you have to have a gigantic bow tie on at all times. And he didn't have one. <laughs> so they had to bring the cops. So he gives the cop the middle finger. And so it was funny. <clears throat> And so all that stuff was happening, and then, um, uh, whatchamacallit, so, and then he's like, there was a lot of, like, in-jokes from the series that he said that you had to know the series to get it, but it was really funny, and then he's like, I got these great ideas for Sliders worlds that they can go to, and one of them was a world where White Castle, with the Sliders, White Castle, where, um, where everything was White Castle, the only thing. But then he's like, for some reason, there's a Burger King guy, but he works for White Castle or something, and it's it's a lot of goofy stuff. And Here's the funny thing about that. Yeah. When we were, a little while ago, when we were outside in front of your house, on your, na- I, I don't know why I noticed this, but on your next door neighbor's steps was yeah. an empty White Castle cardboard. Yeah, and this, for some reason, outside of my house, it just collects garbage. It just oh, mine, blows mine in from everywhere. It's mine too, it's like... I, I don't get it. Anyway, I just thought that was a... So, I was enthralled by this. I loved it. I was like, you gotta make the movie now! Come on! We're taking train to festival if you want to join. Excellent. I will with husband. Oh! oh. God, I hate those rough landings. Oh, this... Oh, ladies... Why isn't he wearing a big bow tie? I've never seen anybody without a big bow tie. I think we should get the policeman. Yes! Ah! Huh, apparently on this world, everyone wears big bow ties. Weird. 
Well, I only have a few minutes until the next portal opens. I better make this quick. Hey, Slide Hards. It's your boy, Quinn Mallory, or as my good friend Rembrandt calls me, Q-Ball. Okay, listen. I heard that in this world, Veronica Mars got a bunch of her fans together to pay for her movie, so I'm traveling from dimension to dimension trying to scrape together enough money to start the Sliders movie. And that's where I need you, Slide Heads. Okay? I need your money so I can keep sliding. Now, okay, okay. I know what you're saying. Hey, Quinn. Where's Wade? Where's Rembrandt? Where's Professor Arturo and that other girl who unceremoniously replaced the professor? And some other characters that I'm not that familiar with. My answer is don't worry about it, okay? They're fine. Let's talk about this movie. I'm not a writer or anything, okay? But I do have some ideas uh, for some awesome worlds that the Sliders could visit. Back in a world where the Beach Boys were bigger than the Beatles, and as a result, everyone is a surfer. Instead of saying hello, people say hang ten. Oh, and also people ride waves to work, and surfers are like the equivalent of lawyers. Or, how about a world where White Castle is as big of a chain as McDonald's or something? There'd be an actual Burger King who ruled over everyone, but, but he works for White Castle. And what if San Francisco was filled with snow because of global cooling? Oh, this one's one of my faves. What if apes evolved to the point where they were as smart as humans and were like the ruling species? Or how about an Earth where everyone wore bow ties? I call it Bowtown. Pretty sweet ideas, right? I got a million of them. I, I dream them up at night. Like, right before I go to bed. That's him. That's the one. Where's your big bow tie? You're under arrest for violating our one and only law. Oh, I gotta go. Please, please try and give whatever you can. It's a really important cause. More important than an actual cause. And I will see you on the other slide. And I'll see you idiots later. Hey. Oh, no. oh, no, 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 no. I'm stuck here for 29.7 years. I'm, I'm sorry I... I'm sorry I gave you the finger. Hey, Jerry O'Connell. Well, funny enough, you sent me these links, yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> oh, all right, they're spoofing, uh, you know, the Veronica Mars thing. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, you can actually click on uh, on a link, and, and there's a Kickstarter. Page. And I thought yeah. it was, and I'm like, they already raised $48 million. <laughs> like, fake. what the heck? Oh, it was fake. I know. It's, it's, a minute later, I realized, like, oh, this is, I, so I, I got on, duped. I yeah. got tricked. Well, I saw this on, I saw this at first on this Sliders fan forum that I been going through forever. Yeah. And what I couldn't believe was there was actually some people on it who were annoyed by them doing this. What? Like, how dare you make fun of us? And I'm like, well, you're an idiot. It's not making fun. I thought it was tremendous. Yeah. So, um, that's it for me. Are we going? Oh, yeah, there was one more. What? This was not, I, this wasn't, I don't know when they made this one. I don't think this was part of the, it wasn't part of the Kickstarter ones. But there were, they made a video. This was brilliant. In the movie, American Psycho. Oh, yes. In American Psycho, Christian Bale was a nutcase. Right. Kills a guy, kills Jared Leto's character in his apartment. Just before he's ready to do it, he puts on the Huey Lewis album right. and starts giving all of his rave reviews about the Huey Lewis album. And then he walks up behind the guy and kills him with the axe. Right. So then they made a vi these guys made a video, which is brilliant, of Huey Lewis now in the role of Christian Bale, the psycho, and he's sitting there in the apartment as Weird Al. In the Jared Leto yes. role. Yes. 
And they're talking about like they're talking about um like some of the uh the the the, the I guess the songs that Weird Al had spoofed about Huey Lewis. And Huey Lewis is going on and on like a psychopath about American Psycho. <laughs> right. And how good it is. Yeah, right. And then he kills Weird Al with the axe. That was good. Oh, man, it was brilliant. Very well done. Brilliant. Do you like American Psycho? It's okay. Although originally polarizing to audiences and critics alike, it developed a much-deserved cult following when released on digital video disc or DVD. There it found a second life and really came into its own commercially and artistically. The movie works both as a grim examination of male vanity while also maintaining real genre thrills, justifying these tonal shifts by placing the audience inside the head of the duplicious lead character. Christian Bale's dynamite performance gives it a big boost. The role almost went to Leo, but nobody could have brought that certain athos and charisma to it quite like Bale. A role he later recalled a shade of in Christopher Nolan's Batman pictures. Hey. Yes, Al? Why are there newspapers all over the place? Is that like a Huey Lewis on the news joke or something? <laughs> no, Al. Hey, is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. In 2005, Lionsgate released this, The Uncut I think it's an undisputed masterpiece. A movie so entertaining, most people probably don't listen to the message. Most people probably don't listen to the lyrics. But they should, because it's not just a great character study, but a sardonic metaphor for 1980s greed and materialism. Hey, Al! Try parodying one of my songs now, you stupid bastard. I want a new duck, one that won't try to bite, one that won't chew a hole in my socks, one that won't quack all night. <laughs> if you go into the theater yeah. and there's no like nowhere to sit, you should be able to return your ticket. I think you can. I don't know if you can, though. I don't mean there's nowhere to sit, but you're like stuck in the first row. Yeah, I think I think they'll let you. I don't they'll give you no. They'll give you like a gift certificate for another time, you know. Whatever. Or if someone's making noise and you complain, they'll give you a gift certificate. I've done that. I have. I should do that all the time. <laughs> and, and be the one making the noise. <laughs> I'll sit there screaming and then you complain. <laughs> and then we get free tickets. Get rich quick. At least you would.